Hey guys, welcome back to The Reluctant Cruise, a One Piece recap podcast. My name is Brian, I'm one of your hosts, and with me is Steve. Hey, what's up y'all? Welcome back to this cruise. We're gonna keep going, keep sailing. And Clinton. Having Kuro's a fucking coward. Damn right. Yeah, that's that's pretty true actually. We'll get into that in a little bit. But yeah, so... uh, Don't let your kids listen to this episode. It's a spicy, spicy episode. It's a one of spicy meatball. Actually, I feel like we've cursed multiple times in a lot of these episodes, so like... We definitely have. I've probably dropped a it's, couple of F-bombs in the last yeah, episode, so... Yeah. Technically speaking, they curse in this show. Yeah. I'm just following orders. I just work here. <laughs> that gets you in uh, Yep. Uh... <laughs> I mean, what else is there to say? It's the uh, it's the classic uh, defense for pretty much any uh, war criminal, fictional or otherwise. So yeah, I guess uh, let's just uh, let's get on with that recap then. Yeah. Hell yeah. Want to take it away, Steve? Hell yeah, I'm ready to take this. Ready to take over. It isn't quite a mutiny since we're all the captain, but let's get on with this bad boy. Let's get on with our bad selves, as someone says. I don't know who the hell it says that, but oh, George Thorogood. If y'all like uh, bad to the bone, but but bad to the bone. I I nah. I don't. I'm gonna interject here and say that I'm pretty sure George Thorogood is not the originator of the statement. Get you're right. I was wrong. Yeah, but anyways, we're gonna get on with our. I do like. Yeah. I do like bourbon, scotch, and beer, if you want to bring up George. Th- Actually, that was just a cover, too, so he didn't originate that either. You know what? F- fuck George <laughs> Thorogood. Ah, mm. uh, You're here to hear first, folks. We're not George Thorogood fans. I mean, a small tangent, I guess. I'd really wanted my first bar drink when I turned 21 to be... One bourbon, one scotch, and one beer, mm-hmm. like the song that George Thorogood covered. Uh, my first bar it's okay, drink. Okay, kids, they drink in one piece, so we can talk about this here. It's all tying back in. Yeah, it's on. It's on brand. Uh, my first drink at a bar was on Catalina Island. R.I.P. Uh, it was not the best drink ever. I did get a hat, so that was fun. At least you guys have been to a bar. I mean. You technically still had the opportunity for like a week or two, Steve. Yeah, whatever. Before everything shut down. It's all right. Now I just live off of White Claw. It's fine. Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah. yeah. All right. Anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. speaking I, of claws. 16, speaking Steve. of claws, let's get back to this uh, <laughs> One Piece recap. Okay. Here we are. Episode 16. Protect Kaya, the Usopp Pirates. Great efforts. So here we are. We're back. We're throwing back into some action. These Usopp pirates, because they are just a bunch of kids, and they're just going around and making life miserable, usually. But this time, they're being helpful. They're actually taking down some really awful pirates. Anyways, they make their uh, escape with Kaya, and they're out running Django. They're huffing along and going and going and going. And they're pretty confident they can pretty much go through the forest. And they're like, yeah, we know this island like the back of our hand. But somehow, Django just is kind of intelligent. And he's like, yo, I don't have to run through a forest. 
because the forest is trees. So let me just cut down all these trees. That way I don't have to run through the forest. Big brain thinking right there. So he takes his chakran. Yeah, his chakran. So it's chakram. Chakram. Yeah, chakram. And just starts slicing through his trees and stuff like that. And he's slice, 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 slice. He's up. This controversial statement. He's almost as good as Zoro when it comes to blade control. But it's not. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think that is controversial. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, we get this close back up to Zoro and Usopp, in which Zoro is fireman carrying Usopp over his shoulder because Zoro's just that strong and medium buff. Usopp's just kind of that wimpy, I guess. Usopp was also hurt. Zoro's also hurt. And they're running through a forest trying to catch up to Kaya and them and Django. But anyways, Kaya's just kind of slowing these kids down. And she has this really bad fever, and she's like, Ah, oh, kids, I can't go on. You gotta leave me. Ah, oh, leave me. She's kind of dramatic like that sometimes. And so they're like, okay, we gotta do this. We gotta ask the most important question in this entire arc. In fact, in this entire anime episode, in the entire anime itself. What would Usopp do? That's pretty much it. And so they're like, okay, we can do this. We just got to run away. And that is what Usopp would do. Usopp would run away. And so these are like, these kids are like trying to rationalize like, eh, yeah, we're just going to run away. And however, they did bring up, they're like, eh, Usopp is a liar and he's a hypocrite. But he definitely like saves, he risks his own life to save us. And, and he's really honestly brave and and has some courage when he stands up for his friends. They're like, okay, we won't run. And then we pan back. Kind of the Wayne's World thing, like that. Kind of way. We go back to uh, the slope. The slope where we left off with these black cats. Pirates. Not literal black cats. Black cat pirates. It just so happens that Luffy got lucky. And he has this huge-ass boulder. And... Yeah, and somehow Captain Kuro got his claws stuck in this boulder and Luffy broke him off. So now he has one clawless hand. Sad days. And so anyways, like, here we are. He's just, like, pretty much going through it and stuff like that. Like, how do you feel Captain Kuro is feeling right now? Like, he's probably pretty pissed, you think, right? Cry about it. Yeah, he's a huge crybaby. Definitely really pissed. And at this point, yeah. He's pretty pissed. And he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to kill everybody on this island, including Django and all these pirates. It basically, he was like, but that was my original plan from the beginning. So I'm just going to stick with it. So all these people can basically die underneath my blades. He starts going on this little monologue and rambling, rambling. On. He's like, pirates are savage and this chaotic force. With his intellect and cunning, he's the only thing that elevates above them. He's like, oh, ha-ha, I'm bigger than all of you. I'm the best pirate around, and I can do what I want. All of his crew, like his pirate crew, he's just basically a bunch of pawns. And they're like, that's wrong, bro. I didn't want to be a pawn. And Luffy's like, yeah, you think you're hot shit, but you'll never be on Usopp's level. Oh, boy. This shit pisses Kuro off. He's like, what'd you say? You're comparing me to that garbage, that hot pile of steaming dog poo? Nuh-uh. Uh-uh-uh-uh. You ain't gonna do that to Captain Kuro. 
And so he keeps up with his uh, pussyfoot technique. Next thing you know, Luffy just kicks him into the wall. And he's like, uh, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you with this new technique. This technique I don't really use too much. And so Crow starts wobbling back and forth like a college student on game day. Football game day, that is. Don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, because we were never college students. And next thing you know. It's game day. Exactly. All these black cats are terrified. They're like, what's this man going to do? Oh, he's going to use that technique. He only uses that on many people. Why is he going to use that on one person? Next thing you know, Kuro's just leaning back and forth. You can hear the chimes of his claws. He's about to go mad. Rip some faces off like he's an actual cat. And so there's a small wave of gas that comes out. Kuro shouts, out of the back attack. Next thing you know, you can't see this man. You don't know where the hell this man's at. This man is effectively gone. In... Yeah, you can't see him. But anyways, then we pan into Nami, and she's plundering the black cat ship. Like, what? You're in the middle of a battle, and you're just going to, like, rob them. Hmm. Multitasking pirate crew. Yeah. Luffy's crew is definitely versatile. Like, she's just going through, picking up all these bags and stuff like that, and just, really? Okay. Whatever. But then we pan back to Kuro. Kuro's moving so fast, nobody can see him, like we said. He's slicing through people. Like, his own people. Eventually, he gets to slicing Luffy as well, but he doesn't know what he's cutting. So basically, he's just aimlessly cutting. He's aimlessly cutting his own people, Luffy, uh, the surrounding rocks, the surrounding cliffside even. Somehow, some way in this universe, Luffy manages to knock Kuro down and ends his technique. Like, it's honestly a bizarrement. Like, you've never seen this shit before in your life, and you never will again. Because this is some amazing stuff. Like, you're, like, in awe watching this. Like, oh, man, he just kicked the crap out of Kuro. Say that five times fast. Kick the crap out of Kuro. Kick the crap out of Kuro. Yeah. That was twice. Okay, kick the crap out of Kuro. Kick the crap out of Kuro. Kick the crap out of Kuro. There we go. Five. Anyways, we come back, and Luffy's like, I'll never end up like you. You're a piece of shit pirate. Apparently, Kuro's pretty angry by this. He's like, you know what? All pirates are the same. I just happen to be the normal pirate, the standard of the pirates. Kuro then starts to prepare his attack again, and all of a sudden, we come back to the Usopp, Usopp pirates. And here they show... They make a show, and they're like, Django's cutting down his trees and stuff like that, and he's trying to find these kids. And next thing you know, you see the little Usopp pirates, and they're like, we surrender. We don't want to fight anymore. We'll give up. Before, they're like, okay, we'll give him our trap. We'll catch him. We'll catch Django and make sure that Kai is safe. They have all these little tactics. It honestly reminds me of Home Alone, like all these different tactics. It's just crazy. But somehow, someway, Django manages to beat the kids and bait out Kaya. He's like, I'm going to kill these kids if you don't come out, Kaya. She's like, oh, no, no. Yeah, man, he just comes out unchained. Exactly. She's like, fine, I'll do this. I'll kill myself if you kill these kids. 
And Django's like, no, 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 you can't do that. You got to sign a piece of paper first. You, you can't die before then. He's like, fine, I'll leave the brats alone. It's our lucky day. Here, come this way to, I don't know, a tree stump at this point and sign this piece of paper. Make a will real quick. And she sits down and says, I, Kaya, leave everything I own to my butler, Klahador, and sign Kaya. And he's like, oh, good, good. Which, by the way, it's not how a will works. You need like a shit ton of witnesses and everything else. So good luck with that. Mostly you need a notary. Yeah, good luck with that in a court of law, Django. They've got the kids. The kids are witnesses, right? Even though they're about to die. Man, they gotta sign that piece of paper, bro. The hell? Fuck these kids. (laughs) Exactly, fuck these kids. Here we see uh, Zoro is running. Because at this point, Django's about to kill Kaya. Because he's like, well, I don't have a use for you now. I have your will. Yeah, we're gonna we're just gonna end it right here. It was a it was kind of it was weird. I got some weird vibes from this moment. It was like a bad breakup, in my opinion. Like, yeah, I uh, I really enjoyed the time, but we gotta end it here. Like, like kind of that weird kind of vibe. But that could just been me. Who knows? Anyways, Zoro's running towards her, and he like he basically just dumped Usopp off. He's like, I'm gonna get her, and he starts running away. He's like. 100 yards away, he's like a football field away, trying to run towards them and catch up to him. And this is like one of the world's longest wind-ups. And it's like, oh, man. Is he going to make it in time? Is he not? What the hell is going to happen? Kuro is still cutting up everything up. We end this episode with this determined look on Luffy's face. Like, I'm going to kill this guy. I'm going to beat this guy. I got this. To be continued. And that's the end of episode 16. What are y'all's thoughts? It builds up. I mean, like you said, it's kind of an awkward ending, but it's like building up to what is clearly the finale of what's going on. Not only does it end with just like a shot on Luffy, what's important is like it's like a weird shot of him kind of getting like cut in the back almost, but it's just like him taking another one of Crow's attacks. It's like that makes sense. Just it's like a weird spot to end on, which like I don't disagree with that, but more happens yeah. though it's just showing how like the fight progresses and like the other actions are taking place at this point yeah for sure exactly what about you brian i probably would have been unsatisfied with that ending if i hadn't just watched these as a chunk of episodes but uh besides that i liked the episode well enough even though it's i mean some stuff happens, but not much happens, but yeah, it's still def- like entertaining. You get some good exploration of the philosophies that Kuro and Luffy both employ. That's a huge thing that I, I really noticed with this episode. I was like, wow, this is basically where we start learning about kind of Luffy's philosophy as a pirate. And Luffy's just kind of the way he wants to run things on his pirate boat. Kuro's like, yeah, all my other pirates are just pawns to me. Like, they're disposable. Whereas Luffy looks at him as more as friends. Warms my heart, honestly. I, I don't know. I guess it's kind of funny. Here's a little note, I guess, for me. Luffy calls his friends Nakama, which is basically means companions, or it's kind of like close buddy friends. It's not, uh, it's not the official word for friends, uh, uh, like tomodachi, but it is, it's like buddies. It's like really close kind of companions. So, yeah. 
any other thoughts you guys have on this? Nakama, at least I remember when I first watched One Piece through proper like this, um, the translation I was watching, it said like translator's note and gave like a description for like why they were using Nakama because that comes up more as Luffy just meets more people. It's a relationship with more of a stronger inflection. That's the whole point of using it. And it's often brought up through the rest of the series. It's just the way that they use to describe their, at least he uses to describe his relationship with those who are close to him. It just, it's friend with a different context. On to episode 17, Anger Explosion, Kuru versus Luffy, how it ends. Resuming where we were at, back at um, episode 16, the episode opens up with Kuro pretty much saying, like, I was just joking before. I was just testing out the waters. Now we get really serious. He's about to do his out-of-the-back attack. And before he can do that, Luffy just winds up a punch, throws his arm out there, and just latches on to Kuro. He's, like, hanging on to him. It's like... You see when kids, like, attach to their parents' ankles? Imagine that, but on Kuro's entire body. Like, it's it's nuts. And we see that, and then all of a sudden, we pan right back to the Usopp pirates. And their attack on Django, and they're buying time for Zoro. And basically, at this point, in order for them to buy time, they have a shovel. And they uh, basically shove up Django's ass. That's what it looked like to me. Par for the course, let's put it that way. And so you see Zoro's running up. He's almost there. And next thing you know, Zoro just cuts down this tree branch. What the hell? Why are you cutting down tree branches for? What does tree branch ever do to you? You're probably thinking, well, little do you know. We pan back to Usopp, who was laying on the ground. And he's like, ah, Zoro, you knew it. That tree branch is in my way. And so... Now we see Usopp pulling back his slingshot, about to fire a little pellet or whatever at Django. And we're seeing some really um, quick cuts in the anime between Luffy and Kuro, and then back to Usopp taking down Django. Usopp release his, uh, his little pepper ball, I would say. And it takes off, and it hits, it hits Django right in the face. Explodes. It's not a super big explosion, like anything too drastic or anything like that, but it is enough to daze Django as he falls down and is unconscious and breaks his glasses, even. Ah, those poor glasses. Those, those are such good glasses. Anyways, then we pan back. This series. Yeah. This series is very, uh, very bad to glasses. They are. They suck. <laughs> yeah anyways here we are back to um luffy and he winds up and he goes gamu gamu no bell and basically headbutts captain kuro and he's like this man is out for the count like he his eyes are white his glasses are off and broken and millions of pieces and shattered and whatnot. And next thing you know, Luffy's like, this is what it really means to be a pirate. You pussy cats you should never abandon your name. Only if you're dead. Cause you know what? I'm going to be king of the pirates and that's who I'm going to be. 
And the black cats are like, oh man, this guy's serious. So they all hop up, hop back on their boat, drag Curl with them. Cause at this point, Luffy's thrown Curl back to the pirates. He's like, get the hell out of here, you pirates. I do like that uh the typo in my notes turns it from pirate into purret. Just kind of on brand, I guess. Little little unintentional cat based humor. Yeah, purret. Yeah, cat based humor. Anyways, off they see them sail. And you see Luffy there all strong and tough and Nami's right behind him. And next thing you know, Luffy starts to slump. And he collapses in the Nami's arms, saying that he hates people that mistreats his friends. And Nami's like, it's the real world. That's how pirates are. And Luffy's just like, rest. Because at this point now, Luffy's laying on the ground, relaxing, staring up the sky, kind of just thinking a little bit. And then we come back to uh, Usopp. He's taking down Django, and I assumed taking the will, because that would be a good point to point out. Like that'd be kind of the objective, I would think. But who's to say? Maybe he didn't. Anyways, he's like, "Okay, kids, Nikaya, I want you to do this thing for me. Don't tell the village about this." And they're like, "What? What do you mean, Usopp? The people think you're a liar." What do you mean? Don't tell him. We're gonna. Why? We should tell him your great deeds. And he's like, yeah, yeah, but next thing you know, they're gonna think you're like full of shit, and it's already a solved problem. So like, why do they need to worry about it? And then we pan back to the village, and just to find out these villagers are bored without Usopp. They literally are. They have the most mundane lives of anybody, anybody I've ever seen. They're like, oh man, I really miss Usopp when he used to run down the lane. And lie and say, hey, pirates are coming. Like, they reminisce like it's a past thing. Like, <laughs> it's kind of weird in my opinion. What's your guys' thoughts on that? Just showing their, like, goofy reflection on, like, oh, yeah, now we miss it. But we get some context for, like, why everything kind of happens really soon. But, yeah, it's, I mean, it's weird, but it's, it, it's I think it's supposed to kind of be a little, like, corny at the end there. It's like, yeah, of course they would miss it at the end when like everything is done better for. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's it's one of those things that's supposed to be like, oh, they really do care about him and stuff like that. You know, obviously he's the town liar. Everyone's aware of that. Everyone knows his past more or less, but that still he's one of he's their town liar. He's one of them. Yeah, that great sense of community. Even if you're a liar, you're still accepted in the community, somewhat. <laughs> Anyways, next thing you know, we see Usopp, and he thanks the Straw Hats for their help, and he says that they really inspired him to take action and to save his loved ones. So we pan back, and here's Usopp, and he's talking with these his crew, and he's like, Okay, kids, I know we, uh, we've been together for five years as the pirate crew, the Usopp pirates. However, I'm going to go out to sea and be a real pirate. And they're like, what, Usopp? You can't do this to us. You can't leave us. And they're quite upset. I mean, they're like crying at this point in some cases. 
And we see some flashbacks, all the times they spent together. And it just makes us feel emotional and reminiscent. Makes us want to cry sometimes as well. But Usopp, he makes his promise to the kids to follow their dreams. And he says, I'll follow my dreams, kids. You follow your dreams. The Usopp pirates have been disbanded, unfortunately. It's kind of in a small and weird way. Usopp is to them what Shanks was to Luffy in that sense, right? Yeah, you definitely see that a lot of it. Like Usopp was like their bigger brother, but was also like the ideal pirate to them. We flash back to the Straw Hats in this little cafe. And they're eating, I think Luffy's eating meat, like, because he wants meat. And Kaya comes in, she's like, well, I just want to thank you guys for helping us out. And it really means so much. And uh, we have this present for you. And they're like, a present for us? Like, what do you mean? We cut back to Usopp. He's packing up all his stuff. And uh, he's got this huge ass bag. It's like a backpack. But he can't fit outside the uh, the doorway. So he ends up breaking through the house, the side of the house, and starts rolling down the uh, the hill that's, you know, he's on like some zany cartoon shit we would see in American cartoons, basically. Pan back to Kaya and the Straw Hats. The gift that Kaya's given to the Straw Hats is a whole ass ship. I'm talking a whole ass ship. I forget what it's called. Like a Mavril or whatever. Some kind of ship. Caravel. All our, all our sailor. Carav- Caravel, yeah. But anyways, she ends up giving us Caravel or whatever. And it was designed and made by Mary, her uh, uh, Kaya's other butler. And he's like, yeah, this ship is called the Going Mary. Who is apparently also just like okay now, by the way, even though he just got like stabbed in less than forty-eight hours. Like, I mean, he's fine, but he's just we're all we're all free now. I don't know. Also, I just so they they had already made the ship, right? Like, we're not going by some weird magic logic where no, suddenly in that I mean, like he she's rich. The ship already yeah. existed. Cool. Not just like random. Like, all right, give us like half a day. Suddenly, we made you an entire ship. No. Okay. That's why it has his dumb face on it. Just a rich people ship. This whole ass ship for all of them. And they had some couple quotes like, "It leaves nothing to be tired." Yeah. And he, and Luffy's like. I'll tell about adventures that sound more like lies than my old lies. Wait, is that even Luffy who said that? That, that wasn't. That's not Luffy. That's not Luffy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Never mind. My Australian accent of whoever the hell it was that said this quote. It's it's Usopp. Usopp is not Australian. Just for a pointer. Speaking of Usopp, you see him rolling downhill with his backpack on, and. uh Luffy and Zoro are like, we better stop this fool before he crashes into the ship. And they stop him. And Usopp's like, well, I don't really have a plan, but I was going to go out to sea. He's like, yeah, I'm a real pirate captain now. Usopp seems to be as smart 
like at least on the same level as Nami. I, it seems like Nami might be mm-hmm. the smartest out of everyone that they have so far. But there's still like a crew of dumbasses as a whole. Considering like I, when Usopp was saying to the kids, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna leave," I figured he had already just like planned to join with the Straw Hat Pirates, and then he just rolls down to the dock, and you know he's talking to Kai about how all my new adventure souls sound like bigger lies than my old, my old lies, and I didn't realize that he just didn't have a fucking plan. He was just gonna go out by himself when he just made these new friends that are also leaving. You're just like, well, I, I just packed up literally everything I have yeah, and I'm just going to go off Takes by myself. You where the wind wants to. So with that, they're like, oh, Usopp, we want you to stay. Oh, but we want you to stay, Usopp. You're our friend. And Usopp's like, but I got to go. I got to follow my father's footsteps. And we kind of flash back to when Usopp's mother was dying, laying in her sick bed. She's like, oh, Usopp, your father was such an amazing man, even though he went out to sea and left us. You're such an amazing man. Oh, kind of like placing his own father on a pedestal, I guess would be a good way to put it. And basically it's just like, okay, okay, whatever. And so you see Zoro and Luffy, and they're like, well, come on, get on the ship. And Usopp's like, what? Get on your ship? He's like, yeah. And then Usopp's like, <gasps> he's just, his eyes brighten up, like, immediately. It's, it's so crazy. And he's like, yes, I've become pirate captain now. Luffy's like, nah, man, I'm still captain. You're crewmate. He's like, nah, man. I'm going to be the pirate captain. And they kind of argue about it and bicker about it a little bit. And so it's like, oh, okay, well, they're just slightly bickering, whatever. It's fine. They begin to sail off. And before any of this really ends, you see Kaya and Mary, and they're up on, like, the cliff tops or whatever, and they're just talking and whatnot. He's like, well, what about liars? Like, they kind of talk about lying because Usopp was a really big liar if you haven't figured it out <laughs> they're like yeah but you guys have so much in common because you guys have parents or whatever but you guys will grow in experience you'll become stronger yeah you'll miss him but you guys will both become amazing people kind of kind of basically giving her a pep talk like don't be down about it you guys will see each other again it'll be amazing kind of ordeal then we flash back to the former Usopp pirates, the three little kids. And they're like, okay, we got to do this for our captain, Usopp. And they build up and build up and build up. And next thing you know, they're running through the village, screaming that there's pirates coming. We zoom back into Kaya, and Kaya's like, you know, Mary, I want to be a doctor when I grow up. And then that's the end, to be continued. And it's like, wow, what a good way to end. So what are you guys' thoughts on all that? I think it's a good wrap-up to like this intro to Usopp. I do appreciate also that we get like a little more context for him at the end. Like, okay, yeah, it's a little cliche at first that the villagers are like, oh, I miss Usopp. But when you kind of learn more, as like Mary explains to Kaya, like what's like 
what Usopp's childhood was like. Because we already know about Yasop and the fact that like he left and you get to see like, oh, but his like mom also died and like that's not exactly like you don't need much more context than that. It's just kinda like, okay, like he definitely went through it a little, so it's it's at least I'm not saying it's like a great thing that he went through punking all the people in town like that, but you at least understand why it's like, okay, maybe this was his coping mechanism. Um, so it's just kind of curious to see that. And now he like the kids kind of like carry on that spirit, which is like maybe changing like what, what the impression of like a pirate is supposed to be in this world. So, but yeah, it's a, it's a nice little lesson of a uh, bow tie on what is the end of like the introduction to Usopp and to the crew. I do like that Mary explains to Kaya that, you know, Usopp yelling pirates was kind of just like out of an, un, I guess it's not unspoken because he's literally yelling it at the top of his lungs, out of uh, his inner desire for his father to come back and, you know, to come help his dying mother. And it's just kind of an expression of uh, that desire for his father to return. I will say, I guess it kind of makes sense that he would continue that even after she dies, but it's a little weird, I guess, just in my mind. But, you know, I'm not like a psychologist or anything, so I can't speak about that on an expert level. But, yeah, no, it's a a pretty good episode. I didn't expect how fast uh, the main fights would end in this episode because, you know, the rest of the episodes made it seem like it'd be going on for a little longer, but just like... The first third of this episode, Luffy just like takes him down immediately. Pretty much. This is a kind of common theme you'll see throughout uh, One Piece as well, is that a lot of it is they'll have a large chunk of the episodes or whatever, where most of it is fighting and it's really consistent fighting. And there's also some, maybe some backstory as well. However, the climax of it always ends within an episode like it's always, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that it always ends in the beginning of an episode. Um, sometimes it ends in the end or whatever, but there are some some um, ties very at the very end of it. So it doesn't matter if it ends to end, there's going to be still going to be some ties that are wrapped up. And so I think that's a good part that the anime does in just keeping some of these fights succinct and little, have a little bit of a direction. It's kind of not like a Dragon Ball where he's building up a Kamehameha for 20 episodes or whatever. And then, <laughs> but that's just that. Uh, any other final thoughts on this uh, episode 17? No, that's pretty good. Okay. Not really, but it, yeah, it was just, it's a really good uh, end to that arc. Yeah. And then we move on to a very strange episode that apparently is not filler whatsoever you're damn right brian it is episode 18 you're the weird creature gaimon and his strange friends who are you calling weird steve who are you calling weird brian well i guess it's checkmate fair enough I'm, we'll, we'll just have to agree that it's clinton who's the weird one no we're back out on this sea and uh, Usopp's playing Captain of the Pirates. He's like, ha ha, I'm going to take down all these ships, my cannons, and the fleet of the Going Merry. Kind of acting like he's the, the 
he's hot shit, basically. We come into this moment, and Luffy's like, yo, we need a Jolly Roger. That's what we need. We need a Jolly Roger. And so they're like, yeah, who's going to draw this? Who's going to make this? And so Luffy starts out, and he's like, yeah, look at my Jolly Roger. And it is awful. I'm not going to candy coat it. It is dog shit. It is the worst. Not the worst one I've ever seen. I think that's buggies in my opinion. But yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's not drawn very good at all. And Usopp's like, ha fool. I've been drawing for 50 years. And I'm such a good artist and so talented. And they're like, 50 years, bro. You're like 20. What? <laughs> Usopp's like, well, okay, whatever. And so he starts drawing the, the flag and Jolly Roger. And they're like, wow, this is really good. Maybe you are a, a talented artist, like you say you are. Luffy's like, Uso, you gotta draw that on the 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 sail. So Usopp's like, okay, I'll draw it on the sail. <laughs> and they have a Jolly Roger and their emblem is on the sail. It's amazing. They finally have a logo. Branding is important. Yeah, I know, right? Everybody needs a logo, especially Luffy. Now they are on brand. Yep, now they're all one brand. They're now officially trademarked in One Piece because now they now have a Jolly Roger. Which, if you didn't know what a Jolly Roger is, Jolly Roger is a pirate flag. You know, like you see a skull and crossbones? That's a Jolly Roger. Uh, detail note, whatever. Anyways, it's Nami who's the one that's sailing the ship because she's an amazing navigator. Or obviously she has to be if she's the one driving the ship. How could you not be a good navigator while driving a ship? Like, you probably want your best navigator on the ship helm. There's this terrible storm that's coming along as they're sailing towards this, uh, this island. It's a fabled island called Treasure Island. And so it's kind of a weird kind of place. They eventually make it before the storm hits necessarily, or as the storm is overpassing the island. And it's just really like Nami starts telling some like legends and myths about this island. Like, oh yeah, like some guy guys, like his mustache was strangling him and, and shit like that. Weird shit happens on this island. And so they're like, oh, okay, well, so they get on the island and they're walking around and there's all these really exotic and and weird flora and fauna and there's these weird animals weird plants there's a whole bunch of things this is not a normal island Zoro, like Zoro, he is he's like i'm gonna take a nap and he takes a nap on the ground while the rest of the crew is going all around seeing all these various creatures on this island as well as what they find is the island god and you hear this big boomy voice you are to leave this place or else terrible things will happen to you. Luffy's like, what do you mean? I can take you on. No problem. The god's like, bullshit. I'll take you down no matter what. And this is where kind of Luffy starts doing some weird shit with his devil fruit. And just starts uh, being gummy and, and shit like that. And just taking on this actual island god. So they actually do find that this island god is an actual physical being not like an actual god god and it's this weird kind of man in a box 
It looks like a shrub. It's honestly kind of weird. But Luffy starts chasing him, and eventually they're like kind of talking to him, and Zora wakes up. And he just freaks the fuck out. He's like, whoa, what the hell is this? This man looks like a jack-in-the-box. And they're just like, ha okay. Shrub man, as he shall be known, he's like, you know, Luffy, I'm a lot like you. We're kind of like twins. And eventually it, the show reveals that his name is Gaimon. And he came here with a crew of pirates and is searching for treasure. They couldn't find any treasure. And he's climbing up this cliff. He saw all these treasure chests, but he fell off. And he fell into this box. He's been stuck on this island for 20 years. And so they're like, yo, we should get this treasure for Gaimon. And Usopp and Luffy are like, really? You want to get treasure for this man? Are you sure you don't want to steal it or whatever? She's like, no, 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 no. I want to help this man. I know when to turn off my uh, thief abilities. So Luffy and then they go to this tall kind of like, what's that big old rock in the outback in uh, Australia? What's it called? What? The big rock in Australia in the outback. I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Outback Steakhouse. But we do have a Google. Yeah, it's like a huge, like, think of the Australian outback. And you see this huge, big rock mound. You guys know what I'm talking about? I like mounds because they take into consideration people who don't eat nuts, but Almond Joys are superior. No, I, I do like Almond Joys more. You know, I typed in Big Rock, and the second thing to come up, or I, hold on, I, I typed in Big Rock in the, I haven't finished yet, the second thing is Outback after Big Rock in the Ocean. Big Rock in the WWF. Do you mean the part owner of the XFL? Uh, So I have an answer for you, Steve. Vince? No, he sold it. No, he he sold Dexafel to The Rock and some company. But uh, the English name for The Rock you're talking about, Steve, is Ayers Rock. Ayers Rock. Wait, that's a real thing, man. That's like used in a lot of fake media, fictional media. I'm gonna mute myself. The native name for it is. Uluru, I believe that's how you pronounce it. It's U L U. That's the Star Trek guy. Are you? No, that's that's. No. Yeah. Well, we'll just call it Uluru. Anyways, they found this. They find this kind of mound, rock formation that looks like Uluru from uh, Australia. Luffy starts climbing it, climbing, 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 and Gaimon is like, "Send down these treasure chests," and Luffy's like, "No," and Gaimon's like. Why? What do you mean? Why aren't we going to send out these treasure chests? And Gaiman starts crying. He's like, I figured it. I knew it. And he asks Luffy, are these treasure chests empty? And Luffy's like, yep. And they're all empty. Every single one of them. All like five or six of them or whatever. And he's like, oh man. The last 20 years of my life have been a waste. I've been trying to climb this rock for 20 years. Scaring off people. What next thing you know, I'm just a worthless bum in a box. And he, he's just kind of really Debbie Downer, but he's, he's like, oh man, what do I do now? What do I do for the rest of my life? 
And Luffy's like, don't worry, we got a place on our crew for you. Would you like to join our crew? And Gaiman's like, a, a place on a pirate crew? But he's like, oh, I'm sorry, Luffy. I can't. I have to watch over my animal friends here that I've made for the past 20 years. Well, we don't have anything to do here. There's no treasure. They get on to the ship, and Gaiman's like, I believe in you, Luffy. I know you can become king of the pirates and find the One Piece. I know you can do it. Which, strangely enough, I feel like is the first time anyone has said that they believe in Luffy to go and find the One Piece in the series. You, you can see if I'm wrong, but oh, maybe Kobe. Kobe believed that Luffy could go find the One Piece. Luffy's crew, they don't maybe explicitly say it, but I think it's kind of implied that they're traveling with them. I mean, everyone kind of has somewhat of their own reasons, like Nami especially, who we'll learn a bit more about later. But um, I think I think it's a kind of implied there that they at least like believe enough in like his drive. That's what drag. That's like what pulls them along with him. But yeah, I mean, this, mm-hmm. it's at least an example of someone like directly saying it. But we'll talk about that more in a minute. They're off sailing away from Treasure Island. Gaimon's looking in the distance and he's like, I know he'll become King of the Pirates and he'll find the One Piece. And to be continued. And that's the eps- the end of episode 18. So yeah, what'd you guys think? I've uh I've gotta say I really love your dedication to uh Australian Luffy. <laughs> it hasn't really broken once. And I'm I might be uh in the minority of this, I don't know when that will happen, but uh, it never fails to make me uh, feel that tiny bit of serotonin, just that little bit of joy in my life when I see that. Uh, tangentially related, Ayer's Rock is fucking huge. Like, I like the comparison that you made, but also it is not a, <laughs> it does not fit into uh, the scope of the island. It's like it, but it's a lot. It's a hell of a lot smaller. <laughs> Yeah, no, because Ayer's Rock just takes up like a huge chunk of the outback. But I do like your uh, staying on brand with your Australia references. And I'm surprised that I couldn't remember what the fuck this was called because I've definitely seen it before. But yeah, it was uh, kind of a weird episode. And I'm going to be honest, I'm a little dismayed to learn that it's technically canon because all of this weird shit happened. But uh, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, I think for this one, I uh, there are some like goofy ass shorter bits like this as we go along. When you get into, I would say, like more of the longer term and like more recent arcs, I would say some of these kind of go away. Mild spoilers. It's not a bad thing. I mean, because clearly there's major overarching plot threads that Oda is like clearly continuing to bounce off of so you'll still get like little moments like this of just like weird goofy adventure shit but like over time these have definitely like grown on me like i definitely always remembered this because it's like weirdo dude in a box because it just seems like such a dumb thing i think there may be a cultural bit joke that i may be missing because whenever they like gaimon whenever he like introduces himself and like Zoro is shocked to see him and like Luffy is shocked to see like a weirdo guy in a box. He's like, ah, oh, yeah, he starts to like wax poetic about being 
He's like, oh, yes, I'm like a total shut in and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, you idiots. Like, I'm stuck in here on accident. But this is just like I'm living life like this. There's probably some kind of a joke there that's a little lost in translation, but that's OK. I can at least see that there's something going on there and acknowledge that. But I do, I will say, miss these little like off adventures that they'll have that are technically canon. I think it shows like the fun of like the world. There's a bit of a whimsical aspect to it. There is an entire arc that we'll get to later that kind of carries this spirit on. And I think there are some arcs later that do that as well. But more recently, just because of like bigger story happenings, there've been like very much more like bigger drama, bigger conflict kinds of arcs in this series, which for how long it's been going on, that's fine. I think people definitely deserve a big payout at this point in terms of how long we've been keeping up. But these like little bits though, that almost like kind of act as like minor world building, like, Hey, there's just weird shit out here. And that's kind of cool. Like, I appreciate that. Fun episode. I forgot that this was just one episode. I knew this was canon. Because uh, like Brian said, he wasn't aware that this wasn't like filler at first. We'll make note of when we are skipping over filler and such. Because I'm not sure if we've decided whether or not we want to cover that. But Because uh, most filler often ends up very conveniently placed at the end of like major arcs. So we'll decide whether or not we even poke into that. But yeah, no, this one was... Uh, this is in the manga. So... It's fun. I enjoyed this episode anyway. I guess it's the end of this episode. Uh, Steve. Uh, again, just the usual Twitter at Steve Hornyak, capital S, capital H, and Hornyak, capital S, and Steve. No space. And so follow me on Twitter and you will not be disappointed. I can say that. <laughs> if you'd like to follow me in my several spaces that are open for everyone, uh, on Twitter, I'm at Roblink. There are no spaces. In between that, uh, on Instagram, I actually have a space where I show off parts of my game collection um, that I have since that's a hobby of mine for a long time. That is uh, raw underscore blink underscore collect. And then uh, when I have time, I do stream games on Twitch. That's just twitch.tv slash raw blink. My streaming schedule is a little weird right now due to busy times with the side gig that I tend to have going on that picks up during the fall. Uh, so that is a thing, but stay tuned for fun times. Okay. You can find me on uh, pretty much every social media with the handle at L Tubacabra. That's E L T U B A C A B R A. You can find the show on Twitter at Reluctant Cruise, and you can email us if you want at uh, reluctantcruise at gmail.com. And then, uh, just a quick note, I haven't really been doing it in the actual main show recording just because the one negative thing about doing a backlog of episodes before your release is that uh, your episodes tend to be uh, later and not as topical. So, you know, I figured I would just add things as they were relevant at the end of episodes right before we release them. But uh, as it turns out, some things are still uh, relevant. Like, for example, it is almost midnight, still August 6th. 11 16 p.m. right now and uh it has been 146 days since brianna taylor was killed while she was sleeping so uh when we first started talking about this it was under 100 days i believe so yeah some some shit is still happening and it's pretty fucked up i'll throw some stuff at the end of the episodes as that time comes so that it's more relevant, so you can see more up-to-date info, I guess. But yeah, it's important to say that uh, 
Black Lives Matter, even though a lot of stuff has been dying down as the months go on. And, uh, yeah, shit's fucked up. No, it's not dying down. Well, it's COVID. Okay. That is true. I should say the the coverage of stuff is dying down. It's you don't see as much covered in the news. You'll see stuff on uh, like social media, but mainstream coverage is pretty much just like down as far as the actual Black Lives Matter movement goes. You'll see some stuff like with the real heinous shit going on in Portland and I think a little bit in New York where you just would have unmarked government agents in their unmarked vans just like snatching people off the streets and sending them to unknown jails for a few days and then just dropped off on the street where they were taken from days later. But yeah, shit's fucked. Fuck the sea cops. Yeah. Yes. Also wear a fucking mask. Wear a mask. There's no need for hate. Love everyone. I mean, not to be too much of a downer, but yeah, that's that's just realities that we're living in, even with this uh podcast. But yeah. Um we will be back the next week because we have enough of these stored up at this point, I guess. And uh yeah. Just stay on that cruise, everyone. Do you think there's a type of website like Snopes that just does like anime and manga bullshit? What did you just say? What kind of blasphemous stuff came from your mouth?